your daily interview in my debut my first oh this is actually when i think about it everyone who's gonna be on here it's gonna be their first like interview interview yeah yeah because like no one no one's gonna have like media training or anything so it's gonna be bro (laughs) oh my god uh have you ever thought about that like media training how weird that feels to like practice to be talked to I, I always thought it would like come naturally to me but at this point it's just nerve-wracking because it's like my first one but we'll mm-hmm. see how I do there's always well, human error there's always human error and yeah. that's fine but that's personality to some extent yeah, yeah. how'd your day been by the way um it's, dude it's fine like I mean because of I only go to college like three days a week mm-hmm um but now it's meant to be two because of the whole covid thing and the government's yeah. doing a bubble whatever <laughs> so see it's like so so annoying like you can't be in groups of six but you, i have eight people on my group so i go in on alternate i always go in on monday and then it alternates between tuesday and friday so it's just been for a sure. long week sure. of me just being at home and for college are you like are you at home did you move to a dorm what's the situation with that uh oh my goodness so here we go (laughs) yeah 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 so for the last year we've been trying to get our house back which is in another area of london so there's been an eviction process that's been going on and we were about to get the house in march but of course corona happened and Mm -hmm. they stopped evictions here Mm -hmm. so we're not in that so we're just in a rental property near my college but i'm with my dad because he doesn't trust me to live on by my own. <laughs> Where are you yeah. from, by the way? Like, oh, uh, so oh, yeah. Um, so ethnically, yeah. So my mum <laughs> is British, so she's English, and then there's some Irish and Welsh in there, mm-hmm. and then um, my dad is Tanzanian, mm-hmm. uh, from North uh, West Tanzania. Mm-hmm. And growing yeah. up, was there like? Was there was it a two language situation at home or did you um, mainly speak one of them? I know, well, I had to. I, I barely know Swahili. It was mainly English because I spent the first six years of my life in England, and my, mm. I think my dad just never taught me it because he just couldn't be asked. But over mm. time, I've tried to learn it. So he speaks to me sometimes in Swahili, but it's mm. never really. Um, it's mm. mainly yeah. Do you ever feel like you you should prioritize learning Swahili to some extent? I really. I really do because mm-hmm. I I really want to reconnect with um like my African heritage or just like you know mm-hmm. because it's a part of me and like um it's a, a massive part of who I am because you know as a person of color as a black person it's really you know if I'm half black people mainly see black so mm-hmm. um I've you mm-hmm. know I really like connecting but there's a massive disconnect with um me and you know Tanzania because of if I've grown, I've grown up in the West and I've grown up in England. A lot of that's my culture, but yeah, it's something I definitely want to learn, and I'm learning now, kind of. Mm-hmm. But did it. you have growing up? Was there any like influence from your father's side when it came to like culture or like bringing in music, bringing in mm. any forms of, like movies, TV, any or any just like cultural? It traits? was. I think he was, you know, what's it? Classic, not classic African dad because he was a home dad. It was weird, like the roles were reversed. My mom works and my dad's like a stay-at-home dad and he he um had a djembe they are like an african drum and he mm-hmm. would come to my school sometimes and teach them how to do that so like oh, my family's not necessarily yeah so my family's not necessarily musical but like you know my dad would always play country and reggae music 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then he played drums and he would play, you know, occasionally Swahili music. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was he he you know he taught taught me and my brother how to play drums when we were quite young, and it was yeah it was like a fun little thing we do over mm-hmm. time. So was he showing up to your school and being like a, a co-ed teacher for music class and stuff? Yeah, like no. That? So there was this there was this thing uh, called like I think it was like World Day or Cultural Week or something like that. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and like you go around school and there'd be different stops. You'd have different food and da da da, and. Uh. Yeah, he came in and taught these kids, and I was like, "That's my dad." Like, there was, there was, I was living abroad at this point. Like, I I'm a third culture kid, moved mm-hmm. all over the place. So I was in the Philippines at this time, and I think you know, people like you know, black people in the Philippines or just African people in general were very <laughs> scarce. So it was kind mm-hmm. of a really cool thing to experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cult- culture day at my school. It was mm-hmm. literally me like getting my mom to cook like some really dope arabic food and i was literally standing there like a yeah. salesman being like everyone come partake Yo, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah you hype was... your parents up so much when yeah, it's the culture dude, day. it's so exciting yeah it's always and then yeah it's always weird seeing your parents at school that was mm-hmm. so cool when that happened mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. so england there is a part of you that was tanzanian there was a part of you in philippines mm-hmm. was when did music like start becoming a thing in your life I always, I always loved music. Like, my mom can attest to this. There's a video of me somewhere. My mom had these, like, really big silver, like, disco platform or whatever. Oh, well, I was like, God. I don't, I was, yeah. And I was like, it was right before I'd go to nursery or, like, primary school. Uh-huh. And I had this toy guitar and these sunglasses. And there's a video of me just jumping around to like 2000s pop music with the guitar Let's and go. disco shoes. I've always, I've always loved it. But um, mm. I, I don't know. It's I've always, I always loved being like artistic. I love doing everything except for fine art. I love doing acting. <laughs> I love doing everything. I'm awful mm. at drawing. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think I really knew it was something big when I when I was just when I just I'm like I think 12 mm-hmm. I because I always I like I managed to finesse a TI uh what's it um album when I was mm-hmm. young mm-hmm. and my mom was like what like how did you my dad didn't know about explicit content so oh. I last these that I didn't know half the swear words oh. I, it was because uh, I picked up rap music at a young age yeah, yeah <laughs> so, for sure for sure I think I was seven years old and it's like mom what does the f word mean oh like, my god like, oh no <laughs> sweet but little I've always, thing <laughs> I've always loved listening I never thought I'd I when I was younger I never thought I'd I, I always saw myself as one but I never know how I'd get there but mm-hmm. I think when I was around 12 or 13 I just knew I wanted to do music and was it rap music from the start that you were like seeking I, out yeah. and going like I need this CD or I need this cassette or I need this uh, whatever yeah it was it was like I think the biggest I think the turning point was um nerd oh uh, mm-hmm. Pharrell Williams yeah the, them, those those amazing people mm-hmm. um I heard one of their songs and I love the sound. I just kept diving into, yeah, sort of like that uh, mm-hmm. scene of rap. And then I had, um, <laughs> yeah, so I got the a TI album. I got the Black Eyed Peas as well. Oh. Energy Never Dies. Let's go. Uh, like it was, oh, I love that. Uh, and then what's it? This was also like um, the rise of like Nicki Minaj. I, so the funny story about this was mm-hmm. I got Pink Friday, her like first album. Ooh, I got Pink Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink Ring goes hard as well, but I got Pink Friday when it came out, but my mom knew about explicit content. She would never buy mm-hmm. me the CD. So there was a power cut in the mall. I remember this vividly. 
and she didn't have her glasses at the time because she she wears glasses i i managed mom can i get this album because that was my obsession when i was younger i loved having cds Mm -hmm. so i i basically got my mom to buy the album and then when we got in the car she realized she was like i'm gonna okay so now we're gonna have to burn like you know how you burn the mp3s off of this uh, we're burning every track off of this that doesn't have swear words in it oh my to listen to like one she song. censored your own collection yeah. i had to be like mom i think these tracks aren't explicit she just shut me down instantly <laughs> so but yeah i always love collecting um uh-huh. cds but yeah rap music just became a thing i think it was also a big rise in popularity but i always loved it dude like mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the first CD I was like really closely connected to. I got Recovery by Eminem, and I had oh, the exact yeah. same thing with your yeah. that you had with your mom. Where like my mom legit threw it out. Yeah, I played Bro, it, yeah. I played it once in a car on like a road trip or something. Yeah, and after that, I, she just had this vibe, and I was like, oh no. And oh, then, no. and then <laughs> there was the Chris. There was a Chris Brown CD. He dropped Fame. It was the, that one. And it was the first track. And my, there was no explicit sign on it in the store. So I oh. got away with it. I was in the car with my grandma and it started coming on. Oh my, I got the biggest talking to when I got home. <laughs> it played Deuces with Tiger in there. It was just like, Deuces. And it's just the N word and everything. <laughs> I was lost. Oh it. She God. just lost at me. Uh-huh. Remember that, man. Goddamn. Goddamn. <laughs> but at that time, so like, everything you're hearing that's from the music store like you're seeking it out you're yeah. going like this is this has pharrell and this has a feature yeah. by chris brown and stuff like that well, was there a point where you started like going this is my vibe and then you started looking for new stuff i think i started off covers like mm-hmm. obviously you hear a song on the there was this thing in the uk called now that's what i call music i don't know if they oh yeah have yeah, it. yeah for sure yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. so that was a like uh i always get those so when i moved away every summer we'd go back and i get one of those cds and oh. i had all the pop music on it i knew every single song word for word everything mm-hmm. like i loved mm-hmm. it but um i guess the turning point was like when i moved away from the philippines in like 2013 and got to malawi which is right below tanzania and africa mm-hmm. i just started writing lyrics there's actually i think i i write lyric i i write it i wrote lyrics in um the philippines but i really started in malawi and they were awful yeah, but it was the start yeah everyone yeah. starts something i definitely wanted to start with that and i enjoyed my mom was quite keen on english so it was a mix of poetry and whatever went oh was she out. like looking at your lyrics and being like you need to do better oh no she, <laughs> that, i never let her see my oh, lyrics okay, but okay, okay. i think it, it was she she was basically i went to my dad for maths and i went to my mom for english and especially mm. with poetry and like language and creator and she definitely um helped me with that and sort of that's why i feel like my vocabulary and rap mm. dictionary is very big and i use the crazy words because of my mom's influence on me yeah i remember like growing up the the first time there was like a moment for me where like there you know you know when like you do something and it clicks and you're like oh this is easier Mm. for me than for other people yeah oh i i was i was learning every like fast paced rap song yeah like every eminem song like when watsky he was doing like uh, white yep. kid raps fast and all that stuff i was doing them in school yep. and yep. I w- it was just me and like four other people epic rap battles of history all those uh, all those 
and it was just me yeah. and like three other dudes and we would just stand in a circle and be like i can do it faster i go into a rap battle with a girl in my ear and it wasn't about rapping it was just whoever could rap the beginning of super bass the fastest dude so, i remember like, oh yeah we're gonna God. do a bro <laughs> this one for the boys for the boom system and like, was like oh she threw you like that's not rap that's just singing another song but i was so mad but dude i got thrown down oh i was singing that it, super bass like i was yeah. doing i was doing my like back of the school bus like runs and shit over yes. it that was funny as hell yes that was bro that was exactly what <laughs> i was on and that's where it came from mm-hmm. yeah but like so at what point did like youtube and like streaming really take over because for me that was the point where like yeah it stopped being like the four albums i have it, it became like here's every song in the world and i'm gonna listen to the whole thing yeah no i remember it vividly it's weird because i was literally thinking about this like yesterday or two days ago though i remember the first time i watched a youtube video and it, this was when i was like gosh i was young I, it was it was Beyonce, Beautiful Liar, and I, it was Shakira. Yeah, and I was I don't know. It must have been two thousand and two thousand and nine. No, no, before, it can't. Have, it was two thousand seven. Before the tens. Like that. Before the tens. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching that, and I'm like, "What is this?" <laughs> My babysitter showed it to me. She was like, "She was like, yeah, your, your babysitter." <laughs> yeah, yeah because she i was young the plug, but she, she, I, the plug. yeah exactly she put me on so then yeah we had this i remember in the philippines we had this like windows xp computer and i'd always use like what's it windows movie maker to just put all my favorite songs <laughs> in the same thing and then make like a mixtape for myself and i'd listen mm. to it at school on my mp3 player oh and did, yeah, did that it, yeah it took over i'd say when i got <laughs> i got my first phone i got my first phone when i was like Ooh. 13 i got my nokia mm-hmm. um and i'd load it up with like you know the sd card i'd load it mm-hmm. up with mp3 songs off mm-hmm. these illegal mp3 skull mp3 limewire mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and <laughs> and i'd constantly listen to it and that's when it really took over because mm-hmm. one thing my parents hated was when i get cds i have such like i have adhd Mm-hmm. I constantly skip the tracks to my favorite ones Ooh. and obviously that messes up CDs yeah. so as soon as I could like listen to it electronically and skip all I wanted it I was in bliss it was the best thing ever mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah for real I, I went I switched so quickly to like mp3s and stuff I, I had like I had my HCC legend that yes. aluminum block that you can't destroy and I loaded it up with like yeah. mp3s and I would just go around oh, school being like the mp3 dealer <laughs> like bluetooth this shit to me yes <laughs> that was yeah for real yeah. oh i remember that now that's how i that's how i was it when i moved to malai that's how i got friends mm-hmm. there were these group of girls that would constantly do dances like yeah i can get that song for you give me your phone Ooh. and that's how i that's how i got a friend group mm-hmm. oh that was yeah that was <laughs> i remember that man oh that was, that was like youtube you, mp3 yeah. grabbers youtube mp3 that was the shit but yes. now, like today, how is it when you like when you try to find new music? Where do you go? Um, it's well, it's a mix. I think I have my favorite artists, and then drop um, the list. Drop the list. Yeah, you know, drop the list. Okay, well, of course, in number one is always going to be Little Sims because she is insane. 
I love her so much. Her music literally inspires me. Um, God, who else? It's really, I think I have my favorites, but then I, I go out into Spotify, just sort of, it's a mix of my old music that I used to listen to that I'm mm-hmm. finding out about again. Um, but then I find a lot through, so I'd usually go through like New Music Friday. Mm-hmm. I obviously have like homies in the Discord that drop, and I just sort of find music naturally. Like, um, um, it just it, it, the algorithm is crazy. Like, yeah. it just drops stuff that I really enjoy. Um, but definitely, there are times where I'm just going through, just listening randomly to like radios and stuff, just trying to pick up stuff. But it's mainly stuff I'm used to or comfortable to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing for a lot of people now. It's I don't I don't know if I I don't dislike it, but it's uh, it's weird how like all the music I like now, like there wasn't anyone who chose this for me. Like it was made a list was yeah. made for me. But yeah, sometimes you find something yeah. amazing and you just that's how I found about found out about K-pop. Like it was literally like a YouTube algorithm mm. thing that just threw me into this like playlist and I was yeah, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a good idea in the long run. <laughs> Uh, but music right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. music right now. Are well, you looking at it yeah. because you 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 build a catalog already? You have a couple songs out. You're working on music right now. When you listen yeah, to other yeah. people's songs or like go through an album, are is there like a new way of listening to you? Do you go like, oh, this lyric must have been like really hard to write, or do you go like, this I whole experience must I have been crazy? Am, I. I have I have two mindsets. So if that artist I really I'm not saying like I don't respect artists and what they do. I respect every single artist what they're doing, depending on if I don't like it or whatever. But when new music's out or let's say a new albums on, I don't necessarily listen to them. I have this really bad habit of not listening through an album and just skipping through to 30 seconds and seeing if the beat's hard or seeing if it clicks for me, because I have an mm-hmm. ear for that type of stuff, mm-hmm. which is awful. So I'll go through it. But then I think there's a beauty in that for me because sometimes when I have a weird thing like I remember I remember you know when Astroworld dropped mm-hmm. I didn't listen through that project but I instantly knew Sicko Mode was gonna blow that up <laughs> from the beginning because and I, it's weird I have an ear for that type of stuff it's it's like what happened with um Lizzo Mm-hmm. Truth Hurts, I added that song back literally when it came out in 2017 and it blew up last year. Ooh. So it was, it's it's like stuff like that. But um, I think with artists I really enjoy, you just, especially Sims, like you hear her music and like the way she, you know, she dissects lyrics and wordplay and you listen to Lauren Hill and you listen to Kendrick. Albums like that really like, you know, I'll listen to that and they'll make me, you know, um, motivated and inspired to just sort of go crazy with lyrics and try and Mm. go through stuff Mm -hmm. but when i'm listening to music it really depends on the situation Mm -hmm. um if i i have a whole lo-fi playlist that just i constantly listen to and pick up on textures and then i'll be listening to you know an album once again and i'll click like oh they meant that when they said oh okay that Mm. makes sense (laughs) it's just it's the way my brain works and it's really erratic but it just it works for me and i I get on with it and when you listen to all these albums like sims kendrick Mm. do you look at any of their like techniques or their stylistic choices and go like i should apply this to the way i do music um i feel like i you i don't do that um in the moment but subconsciously i do like i was writing a whole song one time and i realized 
this is a flow from a sim song and i just unintentionally <laughs> picked that up and i i might do that with other stuff i feel like i might flow mm-hmm. now but um when i when i listen to stuff like that and i'm feeling sort of creatively uninspired i think it just sort of it it sort of humbles it humbles me to think okay so if they're talking about this now because we have totally different lives but there's something about music that you know people it's like sharing experiences mm-hmm. and so i th- i feel like their technique and method of delivery i'm always focused on but when it comes down to just you know the pure you know emotion in their songs i can't really take from that because you know that's their own suffering and i'm just yeah. trying to figure out the best way for me to project what i've been through and try and unite people through my music mm-hmm. so i feel like you know it's beautiful the music they make now but i need to definitely find you know experiences and ways to tell mm-hmm. my stories mm-hmm. um in the same way or in a similar way or just in a way that makes me feel like um it's something i'll be proud of and i really you know put something to rest because music's my therapy mm-hmm. i literally hate going to therapy and talking to people i've tried it numerous times but it really is something um yeah. that helps me yeah get things across so mm-hmm. i think that's my main issue and into that when it when it's something when music is something so important to you especially when you talked about the therapy part mm-hmm. do you feel like you need to be in a certain mindset when you start a song or you finish a song um i definitely feel like i i think i talked i i talked to you about this a lot i think yesterday it was it really it really is beautiful how music and ideas come to you mm-hmm. and it's crazy how a lot of the time they're random and you know you wake up with i have this sort of theory where you just wake up and you write a hit and mm-hmm. that and then you might not even like it but it's you know there's it's a mix of me trying to um appeal to an audience and trying to get my name out there but it's also trying to figure out how i can be most comfortable and tell my story the best mm-hmm. so i think that um it takes oh my god i forgot the question i'm so sorry <laughs> how do you how do you was, start and finish a song yeah sorry I, I the mindset thing is like if i'm if i went through stuff mm-hmm. everything comes out at the right time like mm-hmm. when i wrote mind um that song i was going through the most i was so just depressed and it was because i wasn't doing music i was you know stuck at high school and i wasn't i wasn't you know studying something i enjoyed and there was no path for me to get to that sooner mm-hmm. so it was sort of this feeling of just constant dread and i don't know why it came to me that day or week or why it happened that time of year but it just happened so mm-hmm. i'm trying to learn over time uh, how to just wait for those moments to come along but also try and push myself to not mm-hmm. beat myself up if i don't come up with the best ideas even though that's what i constantly strive for yeah that's that's like my my part when i when i go like every time i've had a song that cuz when you're a musician you're like painstakingly self-critical about yourself yeah and yeah. there's like a really important moment where you go like i like this and th- that moment yeah. you have to be like why did i like this that is like oh i didn't try to make it when that hits you and you're like i didn't try it just this yeah. just came out of me this just like this happened like oh god and it's, it's a scary it's a scary feeling cuz you go like yeah. i i can't make this happen again i need yeah, to let exactly. it happen you can't force it 
and it it also comes down to me i feel like you know a lot of the time because i'm so self-critical i'm like i sometimes feel like oh, i'm not cracked up to do this and i'm not, i don't feel um I, i feel like i need affirmation from people around me and i literally know these things in, my, in the back of my head like you know at the end of the day people around you and even artists around you they don't hear what you hear and they don't see mm-hmm. how you're going to take something somewhere and i'm i really do struggle with like you know like how people view my music and mm-hmm. how um people will see and like hear and like oh my god they're going to cringe at this part and they won't even know it's there so <laughs> i'm just trying to i'm just learning to sort of just break free and be my own person and mm-hmm. not have to worry about um how people judge me and just go on my own path but obviously that takes time and practice and I'm just I'm I'm trying we all try but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a hard thing to do but it's definitely something I'm aiming to do because that's when you make the best music mm-hmm. that's why I, that's why I keep telling like producers and stuff like that don't tell me the 808 is out of tune in this part I'll hear it like mm-hmm. I'll hear that part or I'll hear that the sample might not be chopped like yeah. if you want me to enjoy your music don't put your opinion on it first yeah or put your spin on it first like let me enjoy what you made I'll I'll hear it. Don't worry. Like mm-hmm. if you point it out, you're I've already disliked the song. I already yeah. don't like it. So like it's always the part of like how do I make sure people hear my like what's in my head basically. Yeah. Uh it's the trickiest part. It's yeah. it's what we do as musicians, you know. We just mm. keep pushing us creatives which yeah. is so self And you, and you're pushing right now cuz we talked yesterday you're working on like Mm, yeah I'm and then, like this is the thing I want the music to come to me but mm-hmm. you know I really want to drop an EP next year early next year you know if that's mm-hmm. an announcement I'm really you know <laughs> I I think there's there's a part of a part of like you know keep it if you keep stuff to yourself until you know it's going to happen mm-hmm. it's it's a lot smarter to do that but I feel like putting stuff out into the universe and sort of trying to bring stuff to life is really really you know good for your peace of mind and everything mm-hmm. i definitely feel that like you know i want to make this next project something that i can look back on in 10 years and just be like yeah okay i did myself justice here mm-hmm. so it's a mix of and it's also a mix of you know the influx of interest and eyes watching like you know with the whole svs thing and mm-hmm. kenny giving us the coastline if you will mm-hmm. you know it's really like it's gaspy to be like i need to be the best version of myself but it's really intimidating i got to get this mm-hmm. one right you know yeah that, that's why whenever i talk I to anyone from I'm like yeah that's why whenever i like hit up anyone from days over i'm like we you have the love right now you have the support you have the energy but don't feel pressure because mm. there's no pressure right now there's a there's a want for music there's not an expectation of music there's like we we just want all of you to like make amazing shit. <laughs> That's yeah, sort of the thing. I right I do. I want every th- dude, I want everyone in Days Over to just thrive off of this and mm-hmm. I think we're more focused now on just sort of building ourselves cuz this mm-hmm. really lifted everyone up, you know, for sure. in our group. And I think we're just looking for the next step and we're kind of like where do we take the last like month and a half, two months has just mm-hmm. been Mm-hmm. a dream but it's so like it's been so jam packed we're still like stepping like okay this has happened like mm-hmm. this is unreal this is this is no way and we're just sort of trying to adjust but um yeah we just we you know we just keep on pushing i think this new this new you know outlook on everything is really pushing mm-hmm. me and everyone in um days over but definitely just mm-hmm. really trying to 
and with know, that album with all this all these experiences you've had in this past mm-hmm. month and like if you think about like in the future when you drop this album if you could go yeah. like this song i wanted it to be produced by this person and i want a feature from this person and stuff like that yeah. if you could like pick and choose right now yeah pick and choose like who i'd want on mm-hmm. my oof i okay i definitely <laughs> i'm just throwing this out there i definitely want to work with kenny cuz he just brings out parts of you just artistic like he brings out things in people that i've never heard before like that whole anger management project i never heard that side from rico um mm-hmm. before and i feel like uh, yeah so i definitely want to work with him i i, I don't know i i feel like i just want to get to a point where i feel like i can collab with anyone i mean of course that's impossible mm-hmm. but i want to get to a point where like you know if i feel like a song really needs this shine from someone i can put them on it but it's also like you know i'm part of a generation and group of people now like i feel like we're next up i feel like we're you know on the come up and i'm i'm definitely excited to see who come comes into the spotlight in the next 5 years cuz it changes mm-hmm. so dramatically the scene for sure for sure but for um sure. i just yeah i want to be in a, a position where i can just you know collaborate freely and be around really sick creatives and i already am surrounded by the people in days over and people in the discord you know mm-hmm. everyone's killing it out here so mm-hmm. yeah i i think it's just sort of being in a place where i feel i'm i'm surrounded by people who are able to you know help me thrive and push i feel yeah at this point but yeah. i want to get to a point where i can you know collab with anyone so <laughs> i'm kind of hungry for everything at this yeah, point yeah for sure for sure yeah and i mean like this is a question i always want to ask people when we like finish every interview but like mm. right now with what you've gone through in a positive way and what you like have as expectations all the stuff you learned mm. what should people keep in mind when they make music i feel there's no right or wrong way to make music um i definitely feel like to each his own mhm Um I think everyone now is really caught up with numbers and it's something I'm trying to get away from. You know, when I had, you know, 10k monthly listeners at the beginning of the year, now I have 1k. I'm sort of like, how do I get more data? <laughs> I'm just, I think everyone's so focused on numbers and, you know, in a, in a world that we're very sort of like focused on, you know, making it and climbing up the ladder and trying to make, you know, money and it's not just for greed and selfish reasons. You know, you want to put food on the plate for your family, you want to lift people out of it. I feel like that should drive you but I feel people should really try and break free from everything that worries you and build your music from a place that makes you feel safe and happy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be happy music, but I definitely feel like as long as you're being true to yourself and as long as you're doing what makes you happy and being passionate i think that's mm-hmm. as long as you're doing your own thing and you're minding your business yeah go on just live your life and mm-hmm. make the best music you can you know we move with corona and everything we just we got to keep it pushing and i think definitely just do your own thing and keep killing it whoever you are mm-hmm. you know sure that's beautiful that's the, and if yeah. you if right now if you want to end if there's anyone in the discord you want to shout out anyone who you want to be like that's my main person yeah well obviously like whole tight days over um the ep should be out soon we can't make any promises but um <laughs> you know we we yeah we're doing it um shout out to everyone killing it shout out to memblem keegan connie felix for always being a g just and I, i know i'm missing out so many names there are so many sick people in the discord but i want to shout out all of you 
because literally without this community i'd be in such a different place i think we're all supportive and we're all killing it so yeah shout out to literally you who's listening right now um yeah just shout out everyone in the discord and kenny and everyone just living their best life right now let's go